Are you going to record this? I know you have been praising and worshipping the Lord for some time now. I ask you now to just pray for me that uh, the Lord may speak through me in the power of the Holy Spirit. Just silently pray for me. If some of you have the gift of tongues, just silently pray. Intercede for me with the gift of tongues. Mary, the mother of the church, was the first one who was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and through her intercession I pray that that same Holy Spirit that overshadowed her may overshadow each one of us gathered here in her son's name. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I've been asked to share with you about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We've just come from the celebration of the Pentecost and it's right and just for us to reflect on his role in our lives, the third person of the Trinity. I take uh, for you some passages from 1 Corinthians 12, um, beginning with verse 1, and then I'll indicate to you the verses to note. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were heathen, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you may have been moved. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of working, but it is the same God who inspires them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. 
to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues and all these are inspired by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with Christ for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body Jews or Greeks slaves or free and all were made to drink of one spirit the word of the lord jesus is lord no you have to say jesus is lord because that's what the holy spirit inspires in us and it is not but for the holy spirit that we can say jesus is lord the very fact that we have come to faith is a sign that the holy spirit is at work in us the very fact that we seek god is a gift of the holy spirit and so my dear brothers and sisters we have received the fullness of the spirit in our baptism we have been confirmed in that same spirit at our confirmation so what do we speak of in life in the spirit seminars when we say we are baptized by the holy spirit is that an eighth sacrament how do you understand this baptism in the holy spirit that is spoken of in charismatic circles i'd like to hear where you are on this yes lincoln used a very important word stirring up from where does that word stirring come from that analogy food yeah or tea or something you put into water sugar salt so the holy spirit has been god never withholds his gifts from anyone when he gives he gives it all you can't compare generosity with anyone but god there's no one more generous than god god is ever ready to give his children whatever they need and in a special way when they ask for spiritual gifts god never withholds those gifts praise the lord the reason is the reason why we need the baptism of the holy spirit it is i would say wrongly termed baptism but the reason we need to stir the holy spirit up in our lives from time to time is because just like when you put a little bit of sugar or salt and and leave the cup there standing is there going to be any difference to the water or the tea or whatever you put in it it needs to be stirred it needs to be uh, shaken up but unlike 
sugar or salt the holy spirit is a divine person so it's not exactly like shaking sugar or salt but it's like reawakening your relationship with the holy spirit reawakening your desire for god's gifts and that is what we call that experience of being baptized in the holy spirit in the acts of the apostles you will find that as the apostles went about preaching the gospel at times they would encounter people who began to manifest the gifts of the spirit before they were baptized and then they would say how can the gentiles receive the spirit that has been given to us at times they would encounter groups of people that had come to believe in the lord jesus but had never heard of a holy spirit so at that time as the church was being born this understanding of how we receive the gifts of god through sacramental life had not been developed fully it was just a fledgling church but you can see that at the very start of the church god was beginning things before human beings were aware of it god begins the movement and human beings follow and so if we want to play catch up with god if we want to know where god is right now we need to have a deep personal relationship with the holy spirit the third person of the trinity because he is able to help us to know what god wants of us in every situation the holy spirit is the closeness of god to each one of us in today's uh, have any of you attended mass today yeah do you remember the passage of the gospel that was read in the mass today kannada mass oh great so you've got the gift of tongues mm pardon jesus was asking us to be like children right but but the beginning of the gospel passage was that jesus was telling his disciples about his passion and death and here he is telling them i'm going to suffer i'm going to die and in 3 days i will rise again and what are the disciples discussing about who is the greatest among them all here's a man sharing with you that he feels very strongly that he is going to die he's going to suffer and then something miraculous is going to happen and they are not even listening to what is being said they are thinking who which of us is going to be greater in the kingdom who among us is going to be famous who among us is going to be the richest in the kingdom who among us is going to draw more crowds to our talks and so my dear brothers and sisters why do i bring up this gospel passage because just like the disciples were in the beginning 
In the same way, we often as disciples live and work in the church. Why do we want the gifts of the Holy Spirit? To be great? Ah, that's when we come back to this passage. It puts it in perspective. The Holy Spirit gives gifts, He gives charisms, He gives fruits for the building up of the church, for the building up of God's kingdom, not for our glory, not for our fame, not for our wealth and riches. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts for the building up of the church. And the Holy Spirit also gives us gifts to make us all that we could be. God created us to be His image and likeness. He created you and me in the church to be other Christs. As Paul would say in the same passage, all were made to drink um, in verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. When he speaks about Christ here, what do you think he's speaking about? The person who died and rose again? Yes. But he's also referring to the community who have come to believe. The community that have come to believe is the body of Christ. Where is Jesus visible today? In the Eucharist, yes. But when the priest gives you communion, he says the body of Christ. And you receive it. You are called to become what you receive. You are called to become what you receive, so that at one time in your life, you may honestly be able to say like St. Paul in Galatians, it is no longer I who live, but Christ will live. So, how many of us can honestly say that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me? When people encountered Paul, it was as if they were encountering Christ. For his words, his thoughts, his actions were completely in union with Christ, you could say. And so when we want the Holy Spirit, we have to get it clear in our minds why we want Him. There are two reasons why we may do anything good. We just finished an election. And you had parties all across the board trumping all the good that they had done or making a parody of all the failures of the other party. Why were they proclaiming the good that they were doing? Hmm? To get votes, to get public opinion on their side. You can do good in order to increase your fame in order to increase your influence, your power as an individual or as a group. But if you are motivated by the Holy Spirit, you will be motivated by something else. 
What is that? Hmm? I heard it. Love. Love. Why do I say that? I think I, I preached this at the last Pentecost vigil. Some of you might have been there. <clears throat> there is no miraculous power that the evil spirit cannot imitate. Do you believe that? In the Old Testament, you remember the, the story of Moses? Moses um, was called by God to liberate the people of Israel. And um, Moses was obviously afraid. He didn't know how he could do it. And um, But God tells him, I will be with you. I will go before you and I will make the way. Moses goes there and he tells Pharaoh, My God tells you, let my people go. He has seen the cry of his people and he wants you to let them go. And Pharaoh, he is not going to listen to this strange looking nomad who is coming to tell him that God wants him to let the slaves go. And so as a sign, God orders Moses to throw down his staff. And as he throws down the staff, the staff turns into a snake. But the very same miracle is repeated by the Egyptian magicians. How do you explain that? So they have access to supernatural powers that need not be from God. The same way Moses goes and Pharaoh doesn't relent with that. He goes and touches the river Nile with his staff and it turns into blood. He's a bit shaken, the Pharaoh. But then he again asks the magicians to do the same magic. They make their chants and then the river turns clear again. So my dear brothers and sisters, don't be deceived by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If, I mean, if they are from the Holy Spirit, praise be to God. But if they are not from the Holy Spirit, how do you know? How do you know that a gift, a charism, a miraculous manifestation is from God. Hmm? Okay, discern. How do you discern? Discern is a word. Okay, Sandeep, Father Sandeep makes a leg grow. A fellow had a short leg, I made it grow. How do I discern that it is from God or from the evil one? The source. But sometimes the evil spirit is not going to reveal, I've got, I've got two horns, I've got a tail. Ah, one is the name of Jesus. Yes, one is the name of Jesus. Is a test. The evil spirit will not dare to take the name of Jesus and uh, definitely not as Lord. That's one test. Healings are not priced. Okay, yeah, that's one. That you have to pay for the, this much for that healing and that much for another healing. That's another test. 
Okay, the test that one of our Redemptorist senior priests, Father Gino Hendricks, used to use in the renewal was, if I mean, he used to appoint the leaders in the groups. And so he would do this t- as a test for discernment. If he found a leader who had all the gifts of the Holy Spirit and not a single fruit, then he would not appoint them. For the Holy Spirit gives us holiness. That is something that the evil spirit cannot cannot imitate. Holiness comes only from God. And the fruits are Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. You all may be able to say that by heart. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These there is no law against and these no evil spirit can imitate. And so above the gifts, my dear brothers and sisters, I think we as enlightened disciples must seek the fruits. We must test the spirits by the fruits. And as our sister was saying, also the roots. The fruits and the roots. The roots of the spirit, uh, of, of anything. From where is this coming? From what motivations? From what inspirations? I was telling you, no? Either my fame, my gain, or genuine love for God, genuine love for neighbor. Jesus gave us only two commandments. In fact, only one. Love. And if we are motivated by love in whatever we do, then we can be sure we are being moved by the Holy Spirit. But what is love? Again, that's a word. What is love? God is love. Again, God is a word. God is a reality, yes, but when we speak about God, He became incarnate in Jesus. And in Jesus, God told us, greater love has no one than this, than a man should give his life for others. And so love is self-emptying. The opposite of my gain, my fame, is self-emptying. Kenosis is the Greek word that St. Paul uses. Self-emptying. Philippians chapter 2 verse 11, you've heard it so often. Have this mind in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself and became a slave. And not only that, he emptied himself on the cross and gave himself for us. 
so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Praise the Lord. And that's what we have to do, aim at when we are asking for the Holy Spirit to fill us. Empty me, Lord, and fill me with yourself. St. John the Baptist said, he must increase, I must decrease. That's the end game of Christianity. And if you choose Christianity because it's going to make you healthier, happier, more prosperous, that's not the Jesus of the Gospels. The only thing He promised us is a cross. And joy in our heart, peace in our heart, that the world cannot give. My dear brothers and sisters, another thing the Spirit does, now this is about joy and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Another thing the Holy Spirit does is He brings order out of chaos. If you see Genesis chapter 1 onwards, God creates the world. He puts order into the universe by the hovering of the Spirit. And then when humanity enters the picture, chaos enters reality. And you see the climax with the Tower of Babel and then Noah's, uh, uh, the flood at Noah's time. What God had created as good and beautiful, human beings spoiled until it became so corrupt that God wanted to destroy it. Okay? So, but with the Pentecost, with the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit reverses that confusion that began with Babel. With the Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, the first thing the first miracle was that the Holy Spirit broke boundaries between people. Here were the apostles speaking perhaps in Hebrew, or Aramaic or Greek. And there were people from all sorts of places, we heard that in the Mass of the Pentecost, hearing it in their own mother tongue. That's not like the what we call the gift of tongues in a usual prayer meeting. That's an awesome miracle at the start of the church. That here I am preaching in English and each one of you is hearing it like in the parliament in your own language. The Holy Spirit started that before the church could follow. And that's why I told you the Holy Spirit is already in places before the missionary comes. He has already started the work. The Holy Spirit goes forward and we follow. And so that's why I told you, if you want to know where God is at, you need to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. You need to constantly call on Him for guidance, for discernment, for wisdom. And so my brothers and sisters, I want take much longer we need to be hungry for God we need to long for God more than anything else 
more than his gifts because what god can do with a person who is pure of heart is far greater than someone who has two minds we see we sing so often all i want is you lord hymns like that no jesus you are my lord you are my savior i surrender all but have we really surrendered everything to god our children our finances our our future our health is it so easy for us to let go of control to be led by the holy spirit we must be ready to let go of control i had an an experience as a deacon where i was trying to control things i w- had my script ready for my sermon and i and just before the mass i had my script and i was busily preparing my script okay i have to i shouldn't miss out any single point and a senior priest some of you will know him father eric he came to celebrate the mass i said sandeep what are you doing father i am preparing my sermon i'm feeling very nervous sandeep if you're nervous you're not focusing on god your focus is on yourself your focus is on yourself how will i do how will the people think about me will i do well you're not focusing on the lord and so i'm happy today i didn't have a single minute minute to prepare this talk but what i'm speaking is off the cuff but i hope that some of you have been touched and i pray that the lord as i lay my hands on those of you who would like to may receive that grace to be filled with the holy spirit as he desires that you will surrender yourselves to his service and you will be open to whatever gifts he may want to give to you for the building of the church not all of us are called to be miracle workers not all of us are called to be prophets not all of us are going to be apostles but some of you may be there are other more ordinary gifts the gift of being a good and loving mother the gift of being a faithful husband and father the gift of being a loving son and a daughter these are gifts of holiness and so if you don't have a single miraculous power praise be to god because perhaps that's what god wants of you don't aspire for the higher gifts as paul says but aspire i mean he says aspire for the higher gifts but at the end he comes down to love because there's nothing greater than love mother teresa john paul the second they say devils are afraid of john paul the second but they radiated love and so long for love above all else let us pray Lord Jesus inspired by the holy spirit we call you lord we call you master you call you savior 
And we want you to be Lord and Savior of our lives. We want your mother to be our mother. We want your father to be our father. And we want your father's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to open our hearts and our lives today to the Holy Spirit once again. We want the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants with us. Whatever gifts he wishes to distribute to us today for the building up of your church and the spread of your kingdom, we want to open ourselves to you, O Holy Spirit, O gentle, sweet Spirit of God. You never force yourself on anyone. We repent of ever having offended you through our lukewarmness of faith through our entertaining of sin, through our being attracted by worldly prosperity, fame or power. And we want to invite you, O Holy Spirit, to melt our hearts and use us for God's glory and the service of our brothers and sisters. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. As we sing a hymn to the Holy Spirit, I will be available to lay my hands upon you and pray for the gifts, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Oh uh-huh.
of your faithful and set them ablaze with the fire of God's love. Use these people of God any way you choose. Give them any gifts you will. Give them any miraculous powers if you, it is your will. Give them any visions or, or any kind of gifts that you will, Lord. The gift of healing if they will. If you will, Lord. The gift of tongues, if you will, Lord. The gift of peace in their hearts, in their homes. The gift of reconciliation between estranged members in the family. Difficult marriages, Lord. Touch and heal, O sweet Spirit. O sweet Spirit of God. As above all, fill the hearts of your faithful with all your fruits, that they may bear fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you and fill you with the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For the behalf of the group, we want to thank you so much for, the, for coming and being a blessing to us and for the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. Thank you so much. We want to thank Noah, uh, Bertie, Sylvia, 